and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. On episode 40 of the NNT pod, I had a chance to sit down and speak with Tyler Adams, a co-founder of COZ. This is the second half of a two-part interview series with Tyler, where previously we discussed Moonlight and the Vivid Identity Solution. This portion of the podcast will focus on the COZ developer community in the NEO ecosystem. In this segment, Tyler and I talked about the early days when NEO was Antshares and the role that COZ played, how the community has evolved over time, and projects that have sprung forth from COZ. We also touched upon the recent rebrand and announcement of new COZ products, and what Tyler thinks is an important aspect of NEO 3. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, Dylan with Neo News today. We are sitting down for part two of our conversation with Tyler Adams, and this time we're going to be talking about his role as a co-founder in COZ. So Tyler, we had a brief introduction from the podcast that we previously recorded for the previous episode, so I just kind of want to jump right into this. COZ is one of the longest running development communities in the NEO ecosystem. For those who are new to NEO or even to hearing about COZ for the first time, can you share a bit about the developer community's origins and its journey from then until today? Sure. That's a definitely more than a 20-minute story, I'll tell you that, but I can give a, a brief. Um, so COZ started um, over three years ago now, actually, um, in the new ecosystem. It was AntShares at the time um, with a bunch of people who were just really interested in learning more about the, the AntShares platform and project. Um, you know, there are people from ranging from developers to people doing business development and marketing. Um, a lot of the people that um, actually cons- are considered like thought leaders in the ecosystem now we're part of that that group. Um, you know, we look at not just core COZ, but you know, you look at um, the O3 origins, even Neo News Today. Um, you know, Phantasma. Um, NOS, like a lot of these projects have that kind of origin story or a very similar origin story. Um, so it started out with a bunch of people getting to get oh, Nash. I should mention Nash also, since half of the founders are <laughs> of Nash or COZ, or sorry, half of the COZ founders are on Nash. Um, the, um, it really started with just a bunch of people interested in understanding the the platform, right? Um, it started out with documentation translation and actually just documentation creation in general. Um, and then very quickly um, migrated into two primary areas, one being product development, um, where you know, people were working on the Neon wallet to get that up because at the time there wasn't actually any way to interface with um, the Neo blockchain if you were using Mac OS, for example, or and with Linux, the, the experience wasn't that amazing either. So so getting Neon Wallet up, um, projects like Neoboa, 
for Python smart contract development, NeoPython, um, NeoScan, NeonJS, which is our JavaScript SDK, a lot of these projects, right, are building. Um, we very quickly developed a relationship with Neo, um, and they provide us, us with an endowment to scale the ecosystem. Um, in addition to the development, and I mentioned there are two different prongs, um, we also provided a lot of support for the ecosystem growth, um, specifically revolving around like community engagement and outreach, um, which is how a lot of these like workshops started showing up for how to build on Neo and Ant, at the time AntShares, um, a lot of the documentation, things like the community Slack and moderation of that, um, the subreddit, um, eventually the Discord. So we we kind of created that Discord to migrate people out of the Slack. Um, even, you know, early, early days, like the Twitter accounts, the social, like the, and the other various social media accounts, like Instagram and Facebook and things like that. So that was kind of the other component to that. Um, you know, as that, that matured, um, we transitioned into kind of a more peer product development group. Um, you know, our projects matured. We've also run a number of competitions which have seeded projects um, in the ecosystem. Um, and we've also um, shed off a number of really large projects. Um, probably the the four most notable ones would be um, Nash, Moonlight, Nos, and Phantasma. Um, so we've done a, a lot of different things in the ecosystem to host the growth there. Um, and then for the past, and I know it's funny, the, there's an interview from NCA that was commenting about how we kind of been in the background, not very active in social media. Um, and I'm taking pot shots at edge right now, but <laughs> assuming he's going to listen to this, um, for the past year and probably a year and a half, we've been working on Neo3 stuff, which is why we haven't been in the community um, forefront with a lot of social media engagement and ecosystem engagement, with exception of Hal, who is perpetually engaged in, in the community. Um, yeah, so last week we kind of said, you know what? We actually do exist and we're very active in the community. We're just not, you know, we're not self-promoting. So it's probably time to push the baby bird out of the nest and release our rebrand. And then um, I think we did four products announcements last week. Totally. Uh, so I kind of want to lean into that now. Um, last week, COZ announced a slew of new products. Um, and we'll go into a little bit more details about each. So keep that in mind. But sure. an updated block explorer, Python tooling, a neon wallet teaser, a new website and just overall a total rebrand. So maybe you can just give us a brief little glimpse into how long these releases have been in the works and maybe which new release you're the most excited about. And then we'll, we'll ask a few Oof. questions about some of them. It's like asking to play favorites with your children. <laughs> you have to um, choose one. Yeah. <laughs> like the battle Royale of projects. Um, yeah. So I think, depending on the projects, there are some projects that have now been in the works for over a year. Um, one of the products, which 
is actually built into another one of our projects that we've already announced, but we haven't announced this core project that we've been working on. That core project has been in the works now for 18 months. Um, we've been working on that for a really, really long time. Um, and we're, I'm very excited about it. I know the development team involved in it is very excited about it. Um, there will be some new product announcements probably in the next two weeks or so um, associated with that, but I'm not going to release anything here. Um, you know, looking at the, that's probably the longest running um, new product um, for Neo3 that we've been working on. Regarding the projects that we we released, um, one of the big things that we did that is, I'm very relieved, it's like a, pulling a thorn out of my foot, is, and I'm sure for a lot of the, the Python developers out there too, it provides some clarification, is the clear segregation um, of the Neo, NeoPython suite. So historically, this has been, uh, there's been a lot of confusion there. So we've effectively um, split the NeoPython suite, which was previously sort of one project, kind of two projects in reality, into two new unique products, um, which is Neo or, or Mamba. And Mamba, um, if you're familiar with the existing COZ offering, it's similar to Neon.js, but for Python. So it's a full-featured um, blockchain SDK um, in Python. So if you're a Python developer and you want to interface with the Neo3 blockchain, that is the tool for you. Um, why did you build, why did you choose to rebuild these, the Neo and Python, Neo Python suite from scratch for Neo3 and change their identity? Um, so I think the, the branding is probably the, the, the first answer to that question. Um, historically, so we have and this goes to the other product in the NeoPython suite, which is BOA, which is our smart contract compiler. So people can now write Neo3 smart contracts in Python natively um, to be transpiled into bytecode. Um, the, it, there's a historic relationship. And if you can get Tom Saunders on here for a podcast, I'm sure he can provide a really great answer for this. Um, but Historically, the smart contract compiler and NeoPython had the the SDK had a, a really and full node originally had a really close binding together as one project and then two projects and then one project. And it was very ambiguous. Um, so it was very important for us to, to split the two apart um, from a branding and just really clearly define these are two unique things um, where some people may only need one or the other, to be honest. Um, from a rebuild perspective, um, we don't, it, it, in engineering, you don't really get very many good opportunities to say we're going to start over on something. Um, that just, that's like a unicorn. Um, so with Neo3, we've really tried to take advantage of that wherever possible. Um, and I think this was a really good opportunity as a team to take a lot of our lessons learned from the Neo2 experience and incorporate them into the Neo3 experience. Um, like I said, we've been doing this for over three years now. We know, and we've done dozens of workshops. We know exactly how people want to use these tools um, and why. Um, so for us, you know, one of the big changes here 
is for NeoPython, uh, or sorry, NeoMamba specifically, um, the NeoPython project for Neo2 is actually a full node first and an SDK second. So you can run a Neo2 full node in Python, right? That's the, the, the primary functionality of um, the Neo2 version. And then it's an SDK second. For Mamba, it's actually the, it's an SDK first um, because the, the primary goal for us is to get people to use like interfacing with the Neo blockchain itself without necessarily having to use, run a full node themselves. Um, so that's the big change for that platform. For Mamba, um, there's a lot of additional features that we wanted to bring in. Um, and the other, you know, the other thing discussing the rebuild is that um, is kind of the, the infrastructure piece where a lot on a lot of these projects, the team is very different from the original team working on them. Um, we have some people who have been in COZ for a long time, but um, carrying over a lot of the processes from somebody who's no longer um, like directly engaged on the project um, potentially introduces a lot of overhead um, that we didn't want to bring with us into the new the new experience. Um, now, continuing on through the projects, and I'll be quicker on these other ones. Um, Dora is our new Explorer platform. Um, and there are a couple key features that we've added um, to this new Explorer, um, which are immediately available to people. I think the biggest one is that contract invocations over the last 24 hours. Um, architecturally speaking, the platform is also completely different, which is, I think people are noticing how quick it is. It's like a lightning fast blockchain explorer. Um, I think over the next few months, people will see how we leverage that arc, those architectural changes to really provide some pretty cool value to the ecosystem that, um, it doesn't really exist, um, in many projects globally in the DLT ecosystem. Um, so I think, you know, I guess it's an explorer now, it'll have some crazy features in the next, probably over the next three to six months, along with Neo3 release. Without being maybe too specific, because it sounds like a lot of these are still in the works and you don't want to play your hand too quickly. Are there any ideas for what some of these new features for the, for the Dora blockchain explorer might look like? Um, I think, yeah, so I think in the short term, we'll be seeing a lot of analytics features, um, which really give insight into what's going on on the platform. And I know that for you as a, an evangelist in the NEO ecosystem, the just the contract invocations have already been very helpful for you, um, smiting FUD about NEO being dead, right? Um, so there will be a number of new features, which kind of, they may not directly address that question, but they will provide a lot of value in terms of um, understanding how the chain is operating. Um, I also think, you know, people will, can probably expect some really interesting functionality regarding Neo3 that, um, you know, obviously doesn't exist between both our preview explorer, which we have right now, and then Dora. Um, you know, one of the unique features that also is in this explorer is the ability to um, decode events and notifications from smart contract invocations. Um, that's very helpful for developers 
um, as a tool or utility as well that we've added there just in this initial release. Um, I think that's probably as far as I'm going to go on that. Um, you know, one thing that people should also note is that all these products have a new look and feel, um, along with last week's product releases. We also announced finally our rebranding, um, officially to COZ Inc. Um, which will really solidify, you know, in collaboration with NGD Seattle, the kind of the Western, um, initiative or front for the NEO ecosystem. Um, you know, I guess the, the last thing we announced, um, is then the, the mobile wallet, which will partner with the neon desktop wallet, um, to, to really provide, um, a, a complete experience within the COZ and NEO ecosystem. Are there any new features that are exciting that have been added to the mobile wallet that you can talk about? No. Cool. Um, it will be, <laughs> it will be available soon. Uh, and actually I should say, uh, and this is for people that I interact with regularly who hear that a lot, it will be ready soon, soon. <laughs> um, it, there are a number of really interesting user experience features in there. Um, the team has really done a pretty remarkable job, um, in terms of UX and how we need to, to build like a mobile experience that, um, is going to carry blockchain, not just the Neo ecosystem, but like blockchain in general, um, from a user experience perspective into the next kind of, you know, five to 10 years. I think it's, it's a really, um, it, it's a really well done application, um, from a user perspective. And I think people will be very happy with it. Awesome. Um, You've been in the NEO ecosystem for more than three years. Uh, you helped write the NEP5 smart contract, and you've contributed to so many discussions in these past three years. I'm curious to just hear from a sage such as yourself, what are some of the ways that you've seen the NEO blockchain and ecosystem in general evolve over time? Oof. In a couple minutes, huh? The first thing I'll comment is I'm definitely not a sage. I'm more of like a miser, I think <laughs> is probably the better term. Um, the, how it evolved, how it's evolved. I think the biggest thing that, that I've seen change is the, the realism of the ecosystem. And I, I remember us having this discussion actually, um, at DevCon 2, right? Where DevCon 2 was like, let's show real stuff. Where DevCon 1 was like, let's show what we want to, what we believe in. Um, mm. I think the community is very hardened and resolute in that regard. And I think that that also speaks to the, the projects in the ecosystem and the NEO team itself. Um, you know, I, I look at the way the working relationship with the Neo team and what that looked like before and how that looks now. Um, it's definitely matured into the, like it, it's a machine, right? It's not the, like, I think of it as like the, and this isn't to Neo, this is the entire ecosystem. It's like the, you know, the, the starry eyed, like teenager, you know, joining the army 
or the military, right, to go to war because of the glory of the war or whatever. And like this is like after World War One or World War Two, like you've served and you've been through you've been through it. And now it's like the veterans are here, like making progress, like actually churning out products, um, actually delivering on goals and expectations, um, actually building real material relationships um, and providing value. And that goes to the community, like the non-developer community as well, right? Um, I think the expectations from the community on these projects is much greater um, and more tangible. People don't want the, they want the vision, but they also want the results. They want to see the proof that of delivery. Um, and that also goes for the, the projects themselves and Neo especially, like they're providing that and ensuring that that happens. Um, so I think that's that's really where the biggest change has been, I think, to me, is that we're, you know, we're a well-oiled veteran, like veteran machine now. Like a lot of the people, and I mentioned there are a lot of new people in COZ. When I say new, what I actually mean is like one to two years. <laughs> like there are still a lot of people in COZ that have been around since the very beginning, too. Um you know, it, it's, and that goes for a lot of these projects in the ecosystem as well. Um, you know, these people have worked together now for a long time under, in some cases, very stressful situations. Um, and you kind of build that, like that camaraderie, that like band of brothers type of, um, relationship with these people. Use a lot of military analogies there, but, but yeah, I think, I think that's the big, the big ecosystem change over the past three years. Um, you know, I think, I don't know. I, I think it's good. It, the relationships are definitely really strong. I think, and you know, we've known each other now for, it feels like 10 years in blockchain time, right? Um, you build up this, these relationships with people where you just work well together or better together. Um, and I think that, you know, in systems engineering, the, you kind of learn like the interface is always where things break. And when you think about like the relationship between people, that's the same thing, right? And having those solid interfaces, like knowing, oh, we're having an issue with this. I need to go like go message this person, that kind of thing. Those are very well-defined already. That infrastructure, that um, nervous system is there. Um, and it's it's very healthy and thriving. So I think that's probably the the big thing. So I'll get off my my soapbox. Well, uh, I mean, just, just from your experience, it's awesome to kind of have that perspective and, uh, cognizant of our time. Um, I'll wrap up with this last question and, um, you gave us a, a history from where we were, uh, from ant shares until today and, and how you've seen the ecosystem evolve from your perspective on Neo three, uh, what, element do you think will really hit the mark with the next iteration of the blockchain? Uh, I'll toot my own horn and say identity, but that's because I live in that space all day, every day. Um, I think, I think that's a very understated requirement for a lot of these tools to expand. Um, I think that's, that's going to be a pretty critical feature um, in terms of adoption, I think, especially in terms of onboarding people who 
our everyday users who may not even be aware that they're using blockchain. I think that'll be huge. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I really see, I see cross chain is being like cross chain, um, features as being really kind of a necessity. I look at the way that the, the internet is structured and architecturally speaking, um, we really, these cross chain protocols are what we're talking about when we talk about the internet, right? Um, cause really what you're doing is you're interfacing with a lot of different platforms and technologies, which have their own distinct, um, needs and features, right? Um, and without that cross chain functionality to lace them all together, you don't really have that, like that internet, right. Or that smart economy kind of a thing. So, um, so I really, I think cross chain is probably, you know, if I'm not tooting my own horn, that's probably the, the big thing that we need to look for, um, in the next, you know, three to five years, probably that'll be what really makes or breaks blockchain. I think. Tyler, I feel like there were a million more questions I could have asked you, but we only have so little time. So I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, taking it out of your very busy schedule to, to be a part of the Neo News Today podcast. It was absolutely awesome to catch up with you. Yeah, it's always fun talking to you. Well, what did you think of that conversation I thought it was really interesting to learn more about how Tyler believes the Neo community, both developers and non-developers, have amalgamated over the past few years and become more realistic in their expectations. It was also cool to learn more about how engineers don't get very many opportunities to rebuild products from scratch and how COZ used lessons learned in Neo 2 to rebuild the NeoPython experience for Neo3. Lastly, it was interesting to gather Tyler's insight about identity and its important role in connecting various blockchain networks to build something similar to an internet for the smart economy. To keep up to date with the latest in the Neo ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, and or Spotify, and leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time. Next time.